Warning, this podcast may contain explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to the Noisemaker Podcast, where we interview bands that you may have never found anywhere else. We are your number one spot for discovering all new music, get to know artists, understand what drives them, and hear from some of their top tracks. Join me, your host, Rocky Ferenberg, as we give rise to the underground world of music and set out to do what so many others have failed to, be a staple for the independent musician. Now... Let's make some noise. Hey, mama, you don't need no lipstick. Hey, mama, you don't need nothing fixed. Cause the only fix in this whole situation is the fix that you're giving me. Cause I'm a junkie for you.
right, everybody, welcome back. This is episode number 31 of the Noisemaker Podcast, and we're going to change things up here. Usually I have kind of a set format, interview-style questions, but the the guy I got on the uh, line with me here, uh, actually, they do their own podcast. This band has their very own podcast, and I listened to it a few episodes of it, and they have a very free-form, very free-flowing uh, uh, layout for their podcast, and I thought in order to make it uh, homing for him that we would just basically take on their real open format and just kind of dive right in and just have a, a real general conversation here. So on the line with me, I have Johnny and he is from the band Small Town Titans. How are you doing, Johnny? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing absolutely great. And you've got more experience than we do in the podcast world. <laughs> Maybe we'll pick up a, a tip or two from you. We just started doing it. We only have like, I think we have nine episodes. And we're we're literally just shooting the shit on ours. <laughs> we actually we started talking amongst each other, and we're like, you know, we need to have a little bit of structure. <laughs> <laughs> we, should, we should come up with some sense. That's funny. Like we're trying to go more the way you were doing it, and you're trying to go the way <laughs> we've been doing it. We'll, we'll find some happy happy medium for both of us. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe maybe we can uh, we can share what works and what doesn't because it, it's certainly <laughs> a, a tricky realm here. I'll tell you that much. So you like anything else, right? Repetition, man. Oh yeah, it's it, it's building a fan base. Whether you're in a band or, or doing a podcast, it's 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 so much work. I don't think people realize how much work goes into just simply getting people to listen to you. You know, <laughs> even for yeah. three minutes. You oh. know. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. So the thing that I do always t- uh, ask everybody, and and I still would kind of like to keep this the same because I like to do it at the very beginning of the episode, is um, introduce everybody in the band. We we obviously have just you here, but who else is in the band, and what instruments do they play? And tell us about you know anything else they might do for the band. So my name is Johnny Ross. I'm the drummer, our singer, and he's also the bass player, Lemmy style. His <laughs> <laughs> uh, is, is uh, Phil Freeman. And our guitar player is Ben Giles. We are a power trio out of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, in the good old U.S. of A. We've been a band for about seven and a half years, and we just won't quit. <laughs> seven and a half years. So, has there been any actual lineup changes, or is uh, or has it been the same three from the get go? There has. Uh, we actually started out as a five piece, and then we whittled our way down to three. And we had a running joke in the band for a while because every time we would go back into the studio, we would lose the memory. <laughs> <laughs> so, as we were <laughs> approaching our third release, it was like, okay, who's going to quit this time? <laughs> it's like, you know, I, we've got to get my royal blood covers down. You know? <laughs> yeah, pretty soon it's just going to be a no, singer-songwriter. Right? Thank, thank God that did not happen. And the three of us have been going strong for probably about four years now. It's not more. Great, great. So you guys, you're going strong. So I'm imagining that you guys, well, you guys obviously, to me, have, have played more uh, more places than just local. You guys aren't just a local band because you guys have actually come through my area and played in some of, uh, 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 at least one of the venues in my area. So you guys have done a couple tours. Um, mind telling me a little bit of kind of about the, the tour life? Obviously, you know, going from being a band that plays solely locally or, you know, traveling, you know, uh, maybe 100 miles to a gig and staying overnight. So, you know, what, what was yeah. that... What's that change like? Oh, that change is a very big one, man. It's very important. Um, uh, there's a lot that obviously goes into it, but I think, honestly, the biggest change happens in your head. 
I think you mentally need to be ready for it. You need to be ready to sacrifice everything else that you've got going on in your life. And I, I know for us, you know, we were a band for probably about four years at this point, um, just cutting our teeth in the local clubs and building our fan base up and getting, getting tight, getting good as a band from just playing out on the weekends. And we barely ever paid ourselves. Here and there, if, if we had a, a further gig, it, you know, somebody might take uh, some money for gas or something like that. But we really did try to keep the money in the band. And so we built up a bank account. We became an LLC, actually. And all this boring business shit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, uh, when we got enough money, we, you know, we were like, okay, let's, let's get a vehicle. Like, it was always, you know, we, no one ever thought this was a hobby band. I can I can definitely say that it was always just from day one like oh you know we we like how this sounds we like how this gels people seem to dig it let's just keep going let's just keep going what's the next step what's the next step without really looking back and I remember we had a tour lined up our first one and we we bought an old shuttle bus off of another band in my area God bless that thing it's <laughs> <laughs> from '95 man. So oh, shit. It, I, I, it was a diesel shuttle bus that another band had, so they did deck it out. You know, it did have bunks in the back. It did have a living area, and, and you know, so we could go around and not have to spend money at hotels at first, which was a, a, a huge plus uh, yeah. for any band. I mean, one thing you learn real quick out on the road is how to save a buck. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, or don't. If you if you don't want to do that, you can lose ten grand and come home and. <laughs> Have a meltdown. <laughs> yeah, and just have a nice little pile of memories, and probably never a second tour. <laughs> cool. It, 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 you know, without naming names, I don't even know if I could name names if I had any. You just see that you, on the road. You just see people, and and sometimes the way that they're spending their money, and they have like a, a really brand new vehicle, or maybe they're renting something for way too high of a price, and and then they're also getting hotels, and they're not buying food at the, at the grocery store to save money. And like, you're just like, what are you doing? <laughs> you're going to lose so much money. You feel bad for them, but you, know, you have to let everybody just do what they do. And everyone's situation's different, you know? Um, but yeah, when we got uh, the shuttle bus and we had our first tour, uh, it, we had some other people booking that and everything. Cause I, I gotta say, man, booking a tour is the one obstacle that I've never tried to tackle. <laughs> on the business slash management side of things is I just can't even imagine, man. Like working backwards from a certain date, making sure everyone's free, negotiating with countless venues and talent buyers. It's hard, man. On contracts and guarantees, then picking, then finding the route, uh, you know, figuring out how much money you're going to spend in gas. Like I have a headache thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like, no, we need an agent for that, man. And uh, so our first tour, it kind of got pulled, the, the rug got pulled out from under us like six weeks before we were supposed to hit the road. And I remember us being so pissed off at rehearsal. Like we all kind of got there and everyone was just like not in a good mood. And we started to play and it was just, it was just bad, you know, and it was like you could cut tension with a knife in here. What's going on? And then everyone just kind of exploded and not at each other. Like, just like, what the, what the hell do we got to do? <laughs> you know, like, well, let's just get in the bus and drive. 
we started open mic night, you know, <laughs> and that's <laughs> I'm serious, man. But that's what I mean about how the most important part of it is in your head. You know, we said to each other, to ourselves, like, we're doing this. Nothing's going to stop us. Like, we're going to find a way to do it. And I think that that, that'll, you know, if, if you do that, you're a little crazy. And that's okay. I think we're all a little bit insane. Anyone all musicians are insane. Is, is a little nuts. I think that kind of goes without saying. But, you know, that's when you know, like, okay, I really want to do this. Like, I'm literally going to do whatever it takes to get out and then give it give it two weeks tops. You know if this is for you or not. Because <laughs> you sleep when you can, you eat when you can. We would go to gyms. We like to work out, and we would go to Planet Fitness. That's a tip we picked up quickly out on the road. Uh, $10 or I think actually I think it's $20. Yeah, $20 a month gets you a black card for Planet Fitness, and that lets you work out at any gym in the country. Nice. And there's a lot of them. And not only would we get to exercise in there, which we all like to do, stay in shape, but we get a hot shower. Hello. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's always so, nice. Yeah, so you would go in there for an hour or so and kind of recharge the batteries, and you started to look forward to that a lot. You know, it's just <laughs> like, oh, man, like I get to get out of this smelly bus with these dudes. And <laughs> for just, sure, you know, I, I guarantee that. Get out the and get a hot shower. And by the time you got back on the bus, you felt like a new man, you know? So that's something we did. So, uh, sorry, man. No, no. <laughs> no, you're good. Off. I don't know where we were before. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. So the, um, the, the song that we heard at the top of the show is called, uh, junkie for you, or, or it's also uh sub named Hey Mama. Do you mind telling us a little bit about what that song's about? Yeah. Um, to be honest, our singer could probably give a better answer than I can, but I, I believe we all have the same mentality or mantra, if you will, on that song. And, and I think it's about how, to us, the, the sexiest thing about a woman or the prettiest time you, you know, where a woman really is is not when she's decked out to the nines and covered in, in caked in makeup and her hair is fake with extensions and she's wearing shoes she doesn't even like because she can't even walk in them. <laughs> Like, don't get me wrong. Like, sure, that's nice to look at. And if you're going out, you, 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 you look good, you know? You, you, get, you take care of yourself. But, like, the sexiest thing is when she wears your T-shirt that doesn't quite fit her and her hair's a mess and it's the next morning. Like, that's, that's, what, that's what's up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so. <laughs> and, and then that, that's just on a personal level. But then just the idea of, you know, the, the magazines, the cosmopolitans of the world, you know, that the marketing and the advertising that's shoved down your throat every day. Yeah, uh, that's just about, you know, you need to make your butt look better by doing this and here's how you here's how to wear you know, how to pull off wearing three bras and <laughs> you know, check out these new fake eyelashes. Like I think it's it's hard. I would say it's getting harder for a man too, but definitely for a woman to just feel like she even looks pretty. And it's like, yo, calm down. Re realize that, like, that's not even the sexiest part of you. Like, that's all temporary. You know what I mean? And that's kind of where that song came about lyrically. Great. Great. Well, so the next song that we're going to hear is called War Cry. Do you kind of, mind kind of doing the same thing? Give us a little bit, bit of background on what War Cry is about. Yeah. War Cry, it was just a, a, a sweet riff. 
that our guitar player came up with, and we started jamming along to it. And that's typically, especially with our 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 more heavier songs, how we do things. Uh, old school, I guess. You know, uh, somebody has an idea, we start playing it together in rehearsal. And when you're in a band for seven and a half years, man, you know, it takes about a minute now <laughs> for <laughs> yeah. us to be like, that's cool. Yeah, I feel, I'm feeling that. Or Nah, I don't like that one. And no, there's no no feelings or hurt. No, what, what do you mean? That's the best riff I've ever had. Like, <laughs> we don't. It's totally good. There's no, there's none of that. It's just it, our band operates on feel and emotion when we write our songs. And I remember we were trying to come up with lyrics to that, and and our singer was just not finding anything to talk about. He's just like on a, in a little bit of a slump. He's like, I don't know what to say here, and he just started to like just word vomit lines about like the wild, wild west and, and the, the lost outlaw and, and all that stuff. And it just, it was just cool. It was just like, yeah, go with that. And he told, he just wrote a story about a guy who shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a guy that just should not have done what he did. And now he's going to pay for his crime. And that, you know, and then once you have the foundation for a song, you just build on it. And that's where it gets really fun. It's like, oh, why don't we, why don't we try this here? Or why don't we change that word? Or why don't we all sing here? And, uh, you know, that's, that's how that song came about, man. Right. And we're very proud of it. That's our, that's our latest one. Super cool, man. That is, this is going to be War Cry by Small Town Titans.
play guitar like me? Hey y'all, this is Rocky Farnberg from the Noisemaker Podcast, and I wanted to tell you all about warming guitars. We all know that tone is the soul of the guitar, and pickups create that perfect sound. Still, the price of pickups can really break the bank. These guys at Warming Guitars crank out some rad pickups at an affordable price. I have been a boutique pickups guy my whole life. However, I find that the tone I pull out of Warman's pickups is comparable to top manufacturers without the outrageous markup. I endorse Warman Guitars as a common sense alternative to pickups, and right now, Warman Guitars is offering exclusively to my listeners 20% off. That's right, when you go to warmingguitars.co.uk and enter Noisemaker20 at checkout, you'll receive 20% off your purchase. These pickups are already ridiculously affordable, and yet, Warman wants to offer the listeners of the Noisemaker podcast an additional 20% off by entering Noisemaker20 at checkout. So take a minute and visit my friends over at warmingguitars.co.uk and pick up your 20% off when you use Noisemaker20 at checkout. Warming Guitars, a new heritage. back with Johnny from Small Town Titans and so I kind of wanted to jump into some something that I always ask and I, and I think it's it's really cool kind of based on uh, the last little area we were talking about with um, kind of coming out of uh, your town and going on a tour how how'd you guys come up with the name uh, Small Town Titans w- what does it mean how'd you guys come up with it so this one's actually kind of easy um, our singer came up with the name when he was uh, in, I think it was middle school, and he just kind of put it in his back pocket. He just didn't, didn't use it, and it was just kind of there. And when we jammed for the first time in college, and we were sure that we wanted to be a band and we liked what we heard, he threw the name out. And it was like, that's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, um, I remember at first, I, I didn't love it, I'll say, because it had the word small in it. Yeah, and I was like, "What up, small? What the hell?" <laughs> you got, got the ego I, hurt a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I learned. I just. I le- I didn't want to be in a band with the name Small, and you know, I quickly let that go. Realized it was a pretty cool name. We've got compliments on it. You know, there's a there's a cool dichotomy between Small and Titans. Titans is obviously yes. huge. Small is, is not. Uh, duh, and uh, <laughs> uh, it, it just it just stuck. You know, and we're all from small towns. And I, I will say this. Um, so when you come up with a band name, right, you Google it. You see what else is yeah. going on. And um, we just, no one had Titans in their name huh. ever. Like, we could not find a band with Titans. That's we crazy. Were like, how is that possible? How is there not some Dio-inspired, <laughs> dad-ass metal band from overseas that didn't, they tighten. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. You know? And, and there's, there's just wasn't one. And we were like, well, we were taking that name. That's it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, the dichotomy so, or the, <clears throat> the contrast between small and Titans is really cool. The, the band that I play in now, as I was telling you off the air, is, is a blues metal band and it's called uh, Rain for mm-hmm. Dust. And so you get that nice contrast between uh, dust and yeah. rain. So you have this elemental feel to the band. So that I mean, and, yeah, yeah. It, and it does really add add something that that not all bands have. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, absolutely, man. So I was reading on um on on your webpage and you have a short little blurb that talks about uh, how you guys um, aren't trying to make millions of fans and you guys um, are focusing on the fans you have and you, you kind of talk a little bit about your shows about how it's not just a show it's an event and um, you know kind of a couple cracks in there about you know just deciding what's on the set list right before the show and you know there's a lot of banter between songs and uh, whatnot. So it seems like there's a lot of authenticity to to you guys as individuals whenever you're playing a show. But can you kind of break that down a little bit more? What do you, what do you mean by your you know you're focusing on the band you have and and how is your show more than a show? How do you consider it more of an event? Yeah, man, great question. Um, so I'll answer you the first part uh, first. Um, you know, we've uh, as I said earlier, we've been doing this for seven and a half years. And we've worked with some, some assholes, just going to say it. Uh, I don't need to name drop anybody, but we've absolutely done that. And we've worked with some great people. And we've worked with some honest people and some not so honest people. And uh, through all the shit and the good, the bad, the ugly, at the end of the day, the fans are all that matter. And I, I know that might sound kind of cliche, but that's what cliches are, right? Like they're said all the time. Those are true. Uh <laughs> It really is all about the fans. Um, the labels don't matter. The management doesn't matter. The booking agent doesn't matter. I'm not saying this is shit on the business. I'm not saying that uh, people that we're working with right now even are, 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 aren't good people. They are. Um, I'm just saying the industry is tougher than ever before. Uh, it's not hard to realize that. If you want to try and do this for a living, you're going you're gonna to find that out real quick. And... At the end of the day, none of the bells and whistles and and all the all the star power matter if they don't get you fans. It yeah. doesn't matter if you go on tour with a huge band and you play at seven thirty and and have the time of your life and and everything else if you don't make fans. So when we we had a crossroads as a band, one of the best days in our career probably and. Probably the only time where it was almost it was almost over. We we did a tour on our own. I don't know how we did it. I'm looking back, <laughs> I don't even know how we did it. But somehow <laughs> we came home and we had profited a little bit. And uh, you know anyone who's toured knows when you come home, there's a lot of work to do. You want to go to sleep for like a week. <laughs> you can't. Because it's like, okay, well, if we go back out again, we need to restock the merch. Okay, well, that's going to be X amount of dollars. Okay, well, the bus is almost on fire, so <laughs> we got to go fix it. So take to the shop and drop a couple grand on that. You know, and next thing you know, you add up the expenses, you look at the numbers, and we paid ourselves 150 bucks each for a, a longer tour. And it was just <laughs> depressing. <laughs> um, you know, it's and and it, what even more depressing was like we're, we're telling our our friends and or colleagues in the in the business, and they're like, "Oh, dude, that's good. You guys made some money." <laughs> Why, <are you> me? <laughs> so we just kind of looked at each other, and that's where it starts to get to you, man. That's where you start to like your body's beat up. You're 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 you know, being in a in a band and touring a lot. Yeah, it's the greatest job in the world, but it's a stressful job. Anything can happen at any time. It's an unpredictable way to live. It's not for everybody. And 
it takes a toll on you. And at that moment, we were like, wow, 150 bucks. That's all we have to say for this. <laughs> and our guitar player called like two days later, and he was like, uh, guys, I got a job offer. I have to take it, or I'm going to be in debt for 20 years. <laughs> and we were like, okay. Um, well, how are we going to tour? Well, we're not going to tour. Um, meanwhile, while we were out on the road, we had many a night frustrated on the bus. Just, just being honest, I mean, we had a good time, but a lot of shows, just there's just not a lot of people. You know, they don't know who the hell you are yet. And we're on the bus, we're having a drink or whatever, and it's just like, man, if we could just get an investor, we could get someone to just believe in the band <laughs> and the business model and, and, and get that going, we, we'd be all set. So that was always the thing. And we finally generated interest on that right as Ben got the job. We, we had, <laughs> That's always <laughs> convenient. I'm not, I'm not making this up. We had a conference call with the guy. He's, he's absolutely our, our main confidant now. His name is Shill. He's the man. I call him Band Dad. <laughs> um, we had a call with him. And just like right off the bat, it was like, hey, man, I'm sure you're a busy guy. I'm not trying to waste your time. We can't tour right now. Our guitar player just got a job. And I'm like <laughs> ready for the phone to click, you know, just like. Yeah. And, <laughs> and instead, he's like, I oh, don't worry about it. You guys are in the tri-state area. Let's work on your social media numbers. I really like your drive. I like all the notes you took out on the road. You guys seem serious. And I was like, did you hear me? You can't tour. Did yeah. you hear me right? <laughs> you know? And it was just like okay, this, we're going to keep going. And, and that honestly led to so many good things because that made us look at our business model completely different. We stopped looking at the band like a band, quote, you know, yeah. um, where just, no disrespect, but just, you know, oh, well, we're just supposed to play at show after show after show after show and then go make a record and then get back out on the road and play show after show after show. And it was like, well, we don't have to do that. And we started to just, change things up and if it wasn't for that call i don't know if we'd be here that's crazy um, that's crazy that, man that call happened yeah yeah the Absolutely. yeah i mean people think that uh it's it, you know people when we look at the art form they don't think about the fact that it's a business and what people that are really good at, at writing songs and playing and performing what they don't realize is that the art form is already there now what you need to do is you need to enhance right. the other side. You need to enhance the business side. But I really like how even just sitting here and 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 you talking and also even right on your guys' bio, once again, you guys have – you told the sto exact story right in your bio. And you guys even break down the numbers. And, you, you know, you mentioned the profit from the tour yeah. in there and you mentioned it here. And, and so my question really centered around that is – why the level of transparency you know not all bands are quite as transparent you know maybe some bands would wouldn't may, might not be as proud to say we only made 150 bucks a person after you know we went out on tour so why the high level of transparency yeah man um i think it just made sense um for me i guess that you could go a little deeper with that and say that's sort of on a moral level like I'm all about honesty. I think that's the most important trait in any human being, in any relationship of any kind. Um, and especially in this business, 
that's the number one thing we look out for in anyone who wants to work with us and be a part of our team is transparency and honesty. And, you know, after doing this for seven and a half years, there's some red flags that we can figure out right away if this person's being honest or not. <laughs> and um, I think I'm not, I'm not trying to call out rock bands in general here, but <laughs> what I'm about to say is going to kind of sound like that. So it is what it is. You know, fuck it. Um, <laughs> I just think there's an image with rock and roll, right? It's, it's all black all the time, shades indoors. Not every band, but you know what I'm trying to say? Like, you know, yeah. the tattoos and, and just this overall cool fact. <laughs> we're, we're trying to be larger than life. We're trying to be better, not better, but just appear like we're coming out of a comic book, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, very much like like a kiss or something like that. I was going to make a I kiss reference. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because there's the most business-oriented band in the world. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, um, and I get that. I totally get that. And I think that brings along this stigma of where it's like, well, we can't, we can't like show what happens off the stage. Like we can't be real with our fans to the extent where we tell them how a tour went and we show them why we're moving on to this next step in our career, this phase. And it's because it's because it's not cool, you know? And I don't know, man. But like, that, but that's it's, it's different though because you know coming out of the 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 post reality TV show era, I mean people do like to see that. They like to know more. They don't want to just buy the record and see you at a show. People want to be constantly plugged into the 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 people they're following. So, I mean, I think that the the business model absolutely. is great. I do got some more questions I want to I want to get to here, but I kind of around this area, but we'll jump to it after after this song. Um because I do want to take a minute on this song. The, the next song that we're going to be looking at is um a cover and I usually don't have covers on here, but this is actually the way that I found you guys and uh, from the comments and everything, it looks like this is a way that a lot of people have found you within the last year. And uh, you guys did a cover of um, Your Mean One, Mr. Grinch. And I'll say it's absolutely phenomenal. And uh, so, I mean, I would, a- I would ask you what this song is about. But anybody who has been alive for more than 10 years knows what the song's about. So you, you kind of told me off the air whenever we were talking about this song that you had, you had some stuff to kind of say about it and, and the writing it and kind of a little story about it. So I'll let you go ahead and take it and, and, and tell the story real quick. Yeah, sure, man. Thank you. Um, kind of funny. Um, I, it was years ago that we actually first did it, like years ago, way before we released it as a, as a single or anything like that, officially. We had some holiday shows coming up, and I think we had, I think it was a radio station gig. We have a great relationship with our hometown rock station, 105.7 The X. They've been great to us since the beginning. And we were just like, yo, it would be cool to do a, a Christmas song at the show. You know, let's just, what what Christmas song could we rock up, if you will? Just, you know, turn it into a rock song. And we all kind of just said, what about the Grinch? <laughs> and we're like, yeah. Hey, yeah. And so we just arranged this. God, it might have been two minutes. Like, I think. I, I, there's a video <laughs> on the internet somewhere. Some, someone filmed it, like, way long ago. <laughs> and it, I, I'm pretty, yeah, it was different than what we ended up actually releasing later. But it was just for fun, man. And we didn't think anything of it after that. It was just like, yeah, we'll play this for the show. And 
it's a cool, cool little thing for our, our fans at the at that event. And then we were going back into the studio and we were getting a grasp on how to do things online. And this was after we were saying, you know, let's let, let's not tour for now. Let's let's figure things out in and on a different level. And as we're going back into the studio, we had the plan to record six songs over a, a dedicated weekend. And we also had a film crew come up and film the entire thing and film every song. So we recorded, like we tracked and filmed these songs at the same time. Oh, wow. That's crazy. In order to have videos for every single song. Because, and this is just another reality that we've come to realize, at least for now, um, as much as we'd love to make a record, it's just not the smartest thing to do when no one knows who you are, you know? I yeah. mean, yeah, for your, the fans that you have, giving them 10 songs is what they want or more, right? Uh, absolutely. My favorite bands, that's what I want. But if no one knows who you are, you are so much better off just recording a few and filming everything. And now you have content for social media and you have videos to promote and, and you know, spend your advertising dollars on through Facebook ads and all of that. And so we were going into the studio to do all that. And last minute, last minute, Van Dad called. Chill. Van <laughs> <laughs> Dad is like, yo, you should do a Christmas cover. Now, keep in mind, we're going into the studio for July. <laughs> and we're like, he's like, yeah, no, you should do that. Because, you know, that'll work. Because we weren't going to drop all these songs at once either. We're going to drop one every two or three months. Always have buzz going on with the band. We're having we're hiring PR for each song. We had all this stuff laid out for a year in advance, which was very cool. And so we were like, as a matter of fact, we could do one. And so we just like pulled the Grinch back out of our asses, <laughs> turned like, you know, re rearranged it and made it like a three and a half minute rock song or what have you. And then we recorded it. And it was just one of six songs, and we did it relatively quickly. And we were just like, yeah, cool. That sounds pretty good. All right. And our guitar player, I remember Ben, he was like, you know, that sounds pretty good. That might really do some damage. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, maybe. And then we dropped it, and it was just like, pow! <laughs> it was everywhere. And Loudwire picked it up. Cool, I man. I think he even premiered it, if I remember right. I think our PR guy got them to premiere it. And then Spotify said, this is great. We're going to put this on our official Rock Christmas playlist next to like Shine Down and Blink-182 and Corey Taylor and 70,000 people are going to hear it. And we were like, what? <laughs> That's <laughs> <Okay>. rad, man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, it's just kind of, it's almost like a happy accident, man. It's funny. That sounds like, when I, I love bands. You know, I dig into it. I I, lo I look up the interviews. I read the Wikipedia, whatever. And it's funny. A lot of bands seem to have a similar story somewhere in their career with, with something like that. Like there's just some song where they're just like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> and then that's the one. And you're like, really? That's the yeah. Out of, out of all the work I've okay. done, we 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 hit it with the Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah, I'll it, take it. I mean, they asked to hear it in May. That kind of stuck. <laughs> Great, man. Well, this is... No, that's no joke. We've, we've had it requested in the middle of the summer. <laughs> it, it, like, it is a pretty rad song, but this is going to be <laughs> Small Town Titans. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You're a mean one, 
Mr. Grinch, you really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus and as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel Just raise the music You're a monster Mr. Grinch Your heart's an empty hole Your brain is full of spies You got garlic in your soul, Mr. Grinch. I wouldn't hurt you with a 39 and a half foot ball. You're a Mr. Grinch You got termites in your smile You have all the tender sweetness of a seasick crocodile Mr. Grinch Well, given the choice between the two of you, I would take the Socks and your soul is full of gunk, Mr. Grinch. The three best words I would use to describe you are as follows, and I quote Stag! Stag! Are you looking for a professional screen printer? 
Ghost Town Hardware has high quality staff to accommodate all your screen printing needs. Are you in a band, on a sports team, or looking for a company t-shirts? Whatever it may be, Ghost Town Hardware provides skilled professionals that will complete the job on time. Ghost Town Hardware strives to provide the best product at the perfect price. I have personally used Ghost Town Hardware several times in the past. Not only did my band repeatedly purchase shirts, stickers, and more, but I also used Ghost Town Hardware to provide attire for my event staff. I have been treated fairly and with respect, which is not something everyone can say. Right now, for new clients, Ghost Town Hardware is offering 60% off all setup fees when you use the promo code NOISEMAKER60. Once again, Ghost Town Hardware is taking over half of the setup fee price off for new clients when you use NOISEMAKER60. To redeem your 60% off setup fees, just email josh at gthardware at gmail.com. That's g-t-h-a-r-d-w-e-a-r at gmail.com. Or you can call at 208-731-3566. Again, that's 208-731-3566. And use the promo code NOISEMAKER60 to get 60% off your setup fees. Ghost Town Hardware. Quality over quantity. Some restrictions may apply. So we're back with Johnny from Small Town Titans, and we got a, just a, a couple more questions here because we got a few more minutes. Um, I mentioned that I wanted to talk to you about a a specific thing that that kind of related to what we were talking about before we we introduced the the song um, uh, "You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch," and that. Um, that question had to do with branding. So we were even kind of talking off the air about um, how, you know, you've gone about um, uh, creating a a brand around the band. And so I kind of wanted you to talk about that a little bit more, especially since you are, you you guys are pretty transparent. Um, You know, how, how has this trip been on, on actually branding yourself rather than just being the band kind of like what you said, Hey, I'm a cool guy. I'm in a band. I don't have to message fans. I don't have to work for it. You know, somebody's going to come save me kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so the, uh, the short answer to that, man, is all I know is that if you reach out to your fans one-on-one and really just say, thank you for being a fan or notice something about them. Like, let's say you know what their favorite football team is and you just have a quick sentence with them about the game that week, like, they'll be blown the fuck away. (laughs) (laughs) And if you do that, they're going to come to the show. They're going to. They're going to call off work if they have to. They're going to share the next video. They're going to buy the next T-shirt because you went that far out of your way to uh, talk to them. It's huge. And, uh, you know, there's just a lot of bands that don't do that. We've had shows where we're done and we're at the merch booth and we get a beer and we're just hanging out with anybody. And we have had people go, I cannot believe you're talking to me. <laughs> like, this is so cool. And I'm like, what do the other bands do? And they're like, we people on the bus and just don't care. And I'm like, well, screw that. I want you to, I want to become your friends. And you come back the next time we're in Jerome, Idaho. You know? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> like, like that's, 
that's what you do to me. So we just took, you know, things that we believed in and, and philosophies and things like that, and we just sort of turned them up a notch. We amplified them. We turned them up to 11, if you will, if you're a, a Spinal Tap man. Yes. <laughs> Which, if you're in a band, you should be a Spinal Tap man. You should be a man. Spinal Tap man. Or yeah. woman. <laughs> or you haven't seen that movie. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back. We'll be waiting for you when you return. <laughs> and so we just, uh, you know, one, one huge thing we did was we created a Facebook group, and we gave our fans a name. We let them vote on a name. We let a couple people come up with some suggestions, and they almost unanimously voted on calling themselves the Titan Army. That's cool. And that was that was really cool. And <laughs> we with uh, if you uh, that's a huge tip for me. Uh, you create a Facebook group. Number one, Facebook likes that, which is which is great. Yeah. Because Facebook doesn't like a lot of things that you do. <laughs> yeah, we're learning that more and more they, every day. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. But they do like when you make a group, and when you make a group, you just establish an even more intimate connection with your biggest fans. Anybody who joins your group chooses to join your group. It's different than a like. Yeah. It's on your, on your page. It's certainly different than a like on a post. And you it's can't a, buy it's it. It's a serious commitment. It's a gesture saying, I am a fan. And then you can go in there, and you can learn about your fans, and you can see what kind of people they are. And we see it's happening more and more every day, and it's amazing, man. We see fans that are just bonding with each other through our music. And some of them are, maybe they're more introverted and they're shy and they're coming out of their shell because they're meeting other people that are the same way. But God damn it, we love this band. And we're the <laughs> band and we're watching that and we're like, this is fucking cool. And you just organically grow that and it becomes a part of what you want to brand. And we see that our music tends to help people get through rough times. It, it seems to be uplifting to a lot of people. So we go in that direction. We, every, once a week, we post a, a quote on a, a, you know, a motivational quote to our fans. And just say, hey, let's, you know, we got this together. You know, we've always said it's, it's a we thing. You know, it's not us, it's we. We did this. Every time we won a contest, we won. Not, not us. Not, oh, the band won. No, the, the family won. The, the Titan Army won. Yeah. And... That goes a long way, man, because we've got people now that will go to war for us, you know, <laughs> you know, and it's awesome. It's awesome. We can call a lot of our fans friends and it, we just keep going after that. And that comes back to not worrying about having a million fans. Like, no, let's, let's get a thousand, but let's like get a thousand <laughs> that are really passionate. And having that mentality has served us much better than just going after every fan we possibly could. That's just not, well, I that's, think that's the way to do it. Well, that's great. And I think that kind of wraps, wraps kind of back around to what we were talking about earlier about how you're not necessarily concerned with gaining, uh, gaining a million fans. It's, it's the quality of the fans, not the, uh, not the number of the fans. So um, we, exactly. we're, we are kind of wrapping up here and I, I want to uh, get a, get two last things in here. I, I always, I always like to try to leave a window for bands to be able to throw shout outs because there's so many people that uh, go on behind the scenes of a band that don't get recognition or, you know, even a favorite piece of place that you should, you know, recognize, <laughs> you know, or something like that. So I like to leave a little bit of a window for uh, bands to throw shout outs. So if you have any anybody to throw a shout out to or a thank you to or anything, I'll leave this area for you to uh, to do so. Oh, man. Um... <laughs> 
definitely like to thank uh, Rob Simon and everybody at our rock station, 105.7 X. Um, we'd like to thank Howard Benson. That's where we recorded Junkie for You. Um, well, we, we'll have to do another one, man, because that's a story in itself. We got a call very, very abruptly to get our asses on a plane to Los Angeles <laughs> to <laughs> record a song with a Grammy-nominated producer who sold 40 million records. And we were like, yeah, let's yeah. do that. Yeah, we'll do that. I'll take two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Howard Benson, somebody. Um, <laughs> Put you on the spot there. Uh, yeah, a little bit. John Harris is another guy who is, is a local guy in our area, but he's been in the business for years. And he he fights for us. Uh, definitely our booking agent. Great. Um, Andrew Goodfriend, a TKO. He's fighting for the band right now. Uh, our management, Scott Frazier, Rick Smith. Band dad, we already talked about. Joe Patel, he doesn't even need a shout out. He he'll get a crack out of just being called Van Dad. Trust me. There you go. We'll we'll leave it at that. We'll, we'll keep it short. Great. So the the last song we're gonna hear is called Dragonfly, and actually this was another song that I've listened to a, a handful of times. Uh, I thought that it was really cool coming from um, listening to uh, 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 Hey Mama and uh, Mr. Grinch. And then coming over and seeing what what was done with the song Dragonfly was incredible because it was completely different than anything anything else I was listening to from you guys. So um, it seems like a really intimate song. So why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about what, what Dragonfly is about? Yeah, I'll tell you the very little that I can because the reality is this song is, is our singer's song. It's, it's Phil's song. Um, his mother was unfortunately diagnosed with cancer a few years ago, and she actually passed away, uh, I believe we're coming up on two years, I think in January. Wow. And she, um, you know, she had chemo and everything else, and she kind of decided to stop taking the meds and just let life take its course, you know? Yeah. So, um, obviously, things played out the way they did, and the week she was going, you know, Phil could just tell. And it's funny, and sadly, you can talk to a lot of people about this, and that's unfortunate, right? Because everyone yeah. knows somebody who, who's lost to cancer. Um, when she passed away, it was more of a relief than sadness because mm. it was, you know, you, he was, of course, you, you're sad, right? Your mom passed away. But of course. You, you mentally can prepare yourself for it, and you're happy they're not in pain anymore. Yes. And the, the week that she was, was going, he sat at the edge of, the, of his bed and wrote that song and he shared it with us. And we, you know, we were a mess. I pulled yeah. over and water, waterworks were going. And I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. And we tried to add stuff to the song and we were just like, no, it's perfect. Man. We were Sounds like good. this. We've always, we've always been what's best for the song. It's never been, dude, I got the stick fill. I have to play it. <laughs> Listen to this solo, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, if it's there, if it, if it if it calls for it, and we feel that, we'll do that. But it's always been, how do we make this song the best song we we fucking can? Yeah, and that song was, <clears throat> excuse me, that song was put Phil in the booth with his guitar and a vocal mic and hit record. Yeah, and that's what we did. That's what we did, and we were just like this. This is phenomenal. And you talk about authenticity. How much more authentic can you get? And uh, surprisingly enough, we do get requests for that at shows often. 
It's and a good song. Not, not because I don't think it's a good song, but I would think a lot of people would have a tougher time listening to that one. Yeah. But there seems to be a cathartic or like a, commun a communal thing that happens when it's played. It's kind of like, well, I can be in this moment with other people that have been in this moment, and that's a very powerful thing. And it's a, it's a, it is a happy song. Like, it's a sad yeah. subject matter, but it is positive. It, I'm glad, you know, you're going to be okay now, and I'll see you on the other side, and I can't wait to see you. And I think that's great. So that's fucking that's fun. Johnny, I want to uh, thank you for coming on the show, and I really appreciate it. We'll go ahead and close out. This is going to be Small Town Titans, Dragonfly. You gave me life, you showed me love, you sang me songs, you got above, you taught me what it is to give. And now it's time for you to go. Lord knows that I miss you so Because you showed me how to live So dragonfly, fly away Go and find a better place Faith that we be okay And leave the sun from well behind and find a light on the other side I'll see you again someday I'll hold you again someday is near but only here there is no end so have no fear your wings will take you to the stars and as we spiral into space you'll be shining on in endless grace and always mend my broken heart So dragonfly, fly away Go and find a better place Have faith in we will be okay And leave the sun from well behind And find the light on the other side I'll see you again someday Hold you again someday
You are free. Dragonfly, fly away. Go and find a better place. Have faith that we be okay. And leave the sun from well behind. Find the light on the other side. I'll see you again someday. Well, as per usual, I had a great time. I, I really, really loved talking to Johnny, and, and we chatted for a long time off the air. It's, it's always so great. You know, I... <laughs> It's just wonderful, and and listening to their music, and and actually getting a chance to know them a little bit better, uh, phenomenal. Like I said, I've I've I love the Grinch cover. We were actually looking for my band was actually looking for a cover of the Grinch to do, and we found this, and absolutely loved it. I think we're gonna try to do something similar uh, to what they did with the the song. Um, and Dragonfly, like I said, I've, I've listened to this song probably almost as much as The Grinch. And I, there's so much passion in the video. Uh, it, it really spoke to me, even though I didn't know precisely what the song was about. But the whole time that Johnny was telling me about, about the story behind it, I just had goosebumps, you know. It's, it was, it's amazing. I mean, to hear a song and, and be able to hear the emotion in it and then to turn around and find out the story that that's lying under it. it. I mean, it's one of the reasons why I do this show. It's great. I love it. So, um, if you guys like this new format, uh, this more free format, please, please let me know. Um, shoot me a message on social media, Facebook or a Twitter at the noise at noisemaker pod. Um, or you can email me at noisemakerpod at gmail.com. But, yeah, if you like this free, you know, this free format other than the the other format, then uh, uh please let me know so that we can better cater this show to to what you like. So, um next week we are going to have on a uh hard, hard rock metal band from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, you know, until then, um <laughs> don't stop following your dreams. <laughs> <laughs>